Welcome to Strike Deck Radio, a podcast focused on customer success and the leaders who are implementing best practices in our field. This podcast is brought to you by Strike Deck and the Success League. Strike Deck is a customer success automation platform that helps CSMs effectively manage customer relationships. The Strike Deck solution enables churn prevention, upsells, and customer advocacy. They use machine learning and predictive analytics to bubble up insights and alerts about customer health, sentiment, and engagement. The Success League is a consulting firm focused on customer success. We work with executives who are ready to build and develop a top-performing customer success team that drives revenue and retention for their organization. We also offer training programs for CSMs and customer success leaders. For more information, you can visit our website at thesuccessleague.io. My name is Kristen Hare, and I'm the host of Strike Deck Radio and the founder and CEO of the Success League. Tim McDonough, the Director of Client Success at Final Sight, is joining me today on the podcast. Final Sight is the company that produces top-notch websites for schools and school districts around the world. Tim and I have been working together since 2017, and we've been talking about how important it is for customer success leaders to serve as kind of the public relations team for customer success within their own companies. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Tim, thanks so much for joining me on the show. Thank you for having me, Kristen. I'm excited. So before we get started, uh, Tim, tell us a little bit about how you landed in customer success. Uh, it, it's an interesting story. Um, so finally, as you <laughs> mentioned, works, we work exclusively with schools. And I happen to be the director of admissions at a private Catholic school in Boston. Um, Okay. The school we were, I was working for was looking for a new website in CMS platform, and we ultimately chose Final Site. During the process of, of uh, deciding what vendor to go with, I really developed a great relationship with uh, Rob DiMartino, who is the director of sales, who's still at Final Site, and John Mosier, who was the owner and CEO and still is the CEO today, and we, we had stayed in touch. Final Site was going really fast. Uh, John, the CEO, wanted a, a bigger client success department to support all the new schools that were signing on. And, you know, as we talked, we talked quite a bit, we realized there's a lot of similarities between what I was doing at a school in terms of, you know, recruiting new families, marketing mm-hmm. families. And, you know, a big part of my job at the school was, was uh, retaining students, like making sure there wasn't a lot of students transferring out. And there was a lot of similarities. And, and you know, ultimately, yeah. they ended up offering me a job. And seven years later, here I am. That's great. I, I think it's always really interesting to ask that question because people are coming into customer success from so many different directions. And I have to say, that's the first, you're the first person I've talked to that it's come from school school recruiting. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, I've seen people come in from music and acting and a lot of different areas. But uh, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that with the, the audience today. Uh, Final Site has a really cool mission. Can you tell us a little bit more about your company and how your customer success team is structured? Yeah, of course. So, for, you know, Final Site, we build websites and web software for schools. Um, we empower the school to market themselves online with the goal we want to bring their unique school culture to the web. You know, we work with independent schools and with mm-hmm. public schools, but particularly with the independent schools, they function like like colleges and, and higher ed, and they need to market themselves to prospective students and families. So we help them with that marketing. We consider ourselves a marketing and communications platform. Okay. We've grown, you know, quite a bit in the seven years. Like when I started here seven years ago, we had about 400 clients. Now we have 
over 2,000 clients in 70 countries and only almost every state in the U.S. Um, the team, so I was the second hire in customer success, okay. and, uh, which is amazing. And we now have, uh, including me, there's 15 of us, eight. Okay. Our headquarters are in Connecticut. There's eight here in Connecticut. We have an office in London with four client success managers. Uh, and the team is scattered all over the U.S. We try and, I try and place folks at least in the same time zone as the clients that they serve. So, um, yeah, that's who we are, 15 total. Awesome. That's a that's some great growth in your team. So it's probably been really interesting to watch that develop over time. It's been a lot of fun to, to watch it develop, and and you know I feel I feel really lucky to to have been here uh, for so long and to see the growth and be a part of it. You know, exponential growth like that can really it's really hard on a company, and mm-hmm. not knowing how to plan for it or or to kind of see the future a little bit is really hard and and. I'm I'm proud of the fact that we've managed it pretty well. We've certainly made a lot of mistakes along the way, um, but it's been a lot of fun. That's great. So you and I have been talking for quite a while, and we've been talking a lot about serving as the PR person for your customer success team uh, inside your organization. When did it really hit you that you needed to clarify customer success for your company? You and I did talk a lot about this, and, and it really, everything mm-hmm. for me started with the playbook. Um, okay. We wanted to create a playbook in customer success. Um, and we wanted part of that to be like, I, I really wanted to develop clear lines between client success and other departments. Um, you know, like for example, when, when does a client success manager send a client tech support or when do we engage finance? But I didn't mm-hmm. want to draw those lines on my own kind of in a vacuum. I wanted to work with the heads of those departments to, to solve that problem together. and. So I set up a meeting with every department head at the company and started to ask these questions. And what I realized was there's a lot of misunderstanding about what we do in client success. None none of it was bad. It was just a misunderstanding. And Mm -hmm. I felt that my team was crystal clear on what we do and why we do it every day. And I needed to make that clear to the rest of the company. So that's really where it all started for me. I figured that if I did, I needed to spend time every week on kind of internal public relations. Right. So why do you think, you know, as you're thinking about this in terms of our whole field, why do you think other customer success leaders should consider public relations as a part of their role? Well, I should start with that, um, that it wasn't really anything I ever thought I needed to do, right? We, mm-hmm. I work at a company, I'm on the management team, <laughs> you know, going to mon- monthly management meetings. I, I feel like I'm a pretty social outgoing person and I talk to people every day and we're only a company of about 175 people. So yeah. in, in, you know, I think in my day-to-day life, it wasn't something that occurred to me. So when I did meet with all the different heads of every department here and realized there was a misunderstanding, that, that caught me by surprise. Um, so what I would say to other customer success leaders would be, you know, we, we live in a fast paced world. Everyone's focused on their own thing and it's really easy to, uh, there's constant communication and it's really easy to put your head down, focus on what's in front of you. And I think you have to assume that other people in your company aren't spending a lot of time thinking about your customer success department. I, <laughs> yeah. I think all great you know, all great leaders, all great managers of departments are thinking about the customer, but just not as it relates to specifically the customer success department. So if you're the head of a, a department, I would say consider spending time every week on educating people on, on what you do. 
Yeah, I think that that's an important thing for people to consider. So let's get into some of the specifics about how you went about doing this. So how did you kick off the process of uncovering where you needed to provide some insight into the value of customer success? I know that you said you started with the playbook. Is that kind of how, how you got started? Absolutely. Yeah. I, asked, I, I set up a meeting with the head of every department and I said, my ultimate goal is to write a playbook and where mm-hmm. I want to start is I, I need to understand the perception of the client success department at Final Sight. And I want to sit down with you. It's going to take 20 minutes and I want to ask you some questions. And I asked every manager the exact same questions. I came in with a script and I gave them some of the questions ahead of time so they could think about it. And the questions mm-hmm. are really simple. Like, what do you think we do? What do you think the most important thing we do for Final Sight is? Meaning client success. You know, what do you think we're doing well as a department? What are we doing not so well? And they, it was really open-ended and I told them up front nothing they said was going to hurt my feelings. And I just wanted an open dialogue because I wanted to learn about what, what do people think about my department. And, uh, you know, sometimes I, I found out that they don't think about us that much and that's kind of okay. But, you know, and there are some people who are surprised to hear that my, my team has um, bonuses based on client retention. And, you know, that, that caught me off guard a little bit. But really, based on those responses, I, I knew where I needed to spend my time on educating people internally. So can I ask, uh, what was the most interesting response you got? <sighs> most interesting response? That's a great question. I, I will tell you that um, I'm going to give you a positive answer to that question. Okay, great. <laughs> There was one particular manager who I just really don't have a lot of interaction with. Okay. Um, our jobs don't require us to spend a lot of time together, and, um, and and for that reason, we just we don't we don't know each other that well. And her answers were so perfect and spot on, and it was so clear she had she had a very clear understanding of of what was important to to customer success at Final Sight, what our goals were, what we needed to do to achieve it, how her department could help us in those goals. It, it really, it made me realize that you should never assume um, what other people are thinking or what they understand. I think that's a great example. Thank you for sharing that. I, I think that whenever I do that exercise with our clients, I always am very surprised by at least one or two of the answers I get when I'm talking to a leadership team. Um, and so, yeah, I think it, it highlights for me every time exactly what you said. You know, don't assume that you know what people are thinking because you absolutely don't. <laughs> You're always going to be a little bit surprised. So tell me how you have, based on, you know, going through that exercise, how have you positioned customer success within your organization? I really just wanted people to understand and have it be clear that while we do manage the, the customer relationship with Final Sight, like ultimately mm-hmm. we're, we're a relationship department, we are also a revenue generating department. Mm-hmm. We are a department that... that you know, as I like to say, holds the bag on client retention and revenue retention. Um, and we are trying to create evangelists. Right? We are trying to get people to love our company and our product so they'll tell others about it. That's really how I've positioned us. Okay, great. So t- one of the things that you and I kind of talked about was, you know, creating an elevator pitch uh, for your team and really having a play in your playbook that was kind of the elevator pitch so your team could talk to other people in the organization uh, about what you do. Um, So tell me a little bit more about that and how you went about developing that. 
Yeah, this this was um, you know one of, one of the many great ideas you gave me, Kristen, was uh, <laughs> you, know, having, you know like you have a company elevator pitch. You know, you have everybody has an elevator pitch these days, and you and your idea to me was why not have that internally? So everybody on the team is is saying the same thing. So that was really a light bulb moment for me. Again, referencing back to, I, I never really thought that I would need to spend time internally explaining what final site client success does. Uh-huh. So, you know, th- this was a great way to kind of synthesize that into a few short lines. Um, and it was definitely a light bulb moment for me. So, you, you know, I think if, as, as I said before, we have 15 people in the department, if we're all saying essentially the same thing to new hires, to people we have lunch with in the, in the cafeteria, you know, in meetings, it, it just really resonates more if we're all on the same page and saying the same things. Cool. Do you want to share your pitch with us? <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure. Um, so our elevator pitch is we work with school marketing, communications, and technology teams to help them get the most out of their investment in final site software by proactively having regular contact on a strategic level to ensure we understand school-wide goals, share best practices, and propose solutions. We help final site retain and grow our existing customer base and work to create final site champions and advocates. We do this by last quarter, we achieved our goal of 90 five percent client retention and over two million dollars in sales that's awesome i love yeah. i love that it's a little bit long um but one of the we're, we're definitely I, I have a pretty collaborative team we're trying to edit it down a little bit but yes thank you i like it very much yeah i like that you quantified some of your recent results in that last section uh, i think that's really good i think that's an important part of an elevator pitch is to really bring it home with some real numbers and what you're doing so that that's great Before we continue with the rest of the interview, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Do you need training for your customer success team? The Success League offers both instructor-led online classes and on-site team workshops. Our online classes are one hour long and offered at two different times each week to serve our global customers. They are a fantastic option for geographically dispersed teams or teams who want to build their skills but don't have a lot of time each week. Each online class includes exercises, a worksheet, and a resources list so that CSMs can keep learning beyond the session. On-site workshops cover core skills in-depth and incorporate discussion, group exercises, and role-playing to drive learning and teamwork. They are a wonderful choice for teams who work in the same location or groups who are getting together for a company event. For more information about our online classes or our workshops, please visit our website, thesuccessleague.io. I also want to remind you that the Customer Success Network hosts customer success events all over the Bay Area. These meetups occur once a month and include networking, presentations, and lively roundtable discussions about important topics in the field. Please visit meetup.com slash customer success network to see a list of upcoming events. We would love to have you join us. And now back to our interview. So Tim, what have you done to demonstrate the return on investment that your team is providing to the company? That's a great question. So I, I think for, for us, return on investment is, is pretty easy to calculate in client success. So every, every client success manager has a sales goal, 
they have a retention goal, and they have a revenue retention goal. So we did break out those two pieces of okay. client number retention and then revenue retention. Okay. And you know, we, we set this out every January, the beginning of the year, like, like most companies, and we review it constantly. Um, both the team, how, how the team is doing towards our goals and the individual client success manager. So it's pretty easy to say like this client success manager, uh, you know, we generated 2 million in recurring revenue mm-hmm. uh, or they managed 2 million in recurring revenue and they hit their million dollar sales goal. It's, it's pretty easy to, to demonstrate the return on investment like to the company uh, when you have such clear metrics. How would you, this is kind of a bonus question, but <laughs> how would you um, recommend to a team that doesn't sell? I mean, I know your team is involved in, in some of the selling of, you know, additional, um, re, you know, additional contracts and upsell and cross-sell of um, services and things like that. For a customer success management team that doesn't sell, do you think it's, as easy to quantify or, or how would you recommend doing that? Uh, it's, it's probably not as easy, I think. Uh, but there are always ways to do it, right? We, it could be based on, on referrals, mm-hmm. like new, apps, new business referrals or, you know, on, on some sort of, uh, of uh, happiness scale. Like I hate to put it that way, but uh, whether it's the NPS score, you know, like, could, could they improve those scores? Yeah. Um, year over year, there's lots of ways to measure whether clients are happy with your software or not. Got it. So just having very clear metrics and goals for the team and and demonstrating how those are impacting the success of the company overall, really then? Absolutely. Okay, cool. So how has the work that you've done helped customer success team within your company? How do you think that um, being that PR person has has helped them? And how do you think it's helped your own career as a leader and helped to position you within the organization? It's definitely helped me as a leader within the organization. I think I, I spent a lot of time um, go, going through this process. Well, you know, One of the things was we had a big focus on on retention on customer retention and I really, okay. that's one of the ways that i found you Kristen, is or we found each other i should say <laughs> yeah. one of your webinars as i i really wanted to be as knowledgeable as i possibly could on SaaS company retention and spent a, you know read everything that i could and attended webinars and it really put me in a position where i i could say you know i've i've read as much as I could. I've learned as much as I could. And here are the things that we need to do to be sure that we can maintain our client retention goals year over year as we're growing so rapidly. And it, it put me in a position as being kind of a, a subject matter expert. And and therefore, my my team benefited from that, right? They, they were, we are the folks who are tasked with making sure that our retention stays where it is. And I think it kind of raised the visibility of the customer success department and the importance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if, if you go to a meeting and say, hey, I have this person on my team and they manage 150 clients with an annual recurring revenue of $2 million, I think it's pretty clear to everybody that's a pretty important job. Yeah. Uh, keeping those clients happy, you know, you know, working with them so they renew their contract and, and maybe hopefully buy some extra stuff from us, that's a, that's a pretty important job. So I think it, it's given us more credibility within the company and people understand the importance of the role. 
That's great. Um, let me ask you this. How have other teams responded to your customer success public relations efforts? <laughs> um, I mean, to be cl- I, I don't know that other teams know I'm like, kind of doing internal PR. Um, okay. I don't think that they would view it that way, but I think they are aware I am making a lot of attempts to be more transparent and to communicate more. And I'm trying to be more collaborative with other teams and make them aware of you know, the, the challenges that we have in, in client success and how their particular department can help hit retention goals, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think they're aware that I'm, I'm doing internal PR, but like, what, you know, one of the things just regarding transparency is, yeah. so I have a Google slide deck that is my, I call it my department roadmap. Okay. And has, it has our department mission. It has our all of our goals, sales goals, retention goals, you know, what we call advocacy and uh, evangelist goals, goals of how many clients we want to meet in person, how frequently we want to talk to them on the phone. And I update our progress towards those goals every week or two. And this is now publicly available to anybody in the company. So anybody can log in and look at this slide deck that I'm updating every every week or two and see where we are in progress to our goals. And I think that transparency has really, well, you know, everybody likes transparency. So that's been really beneficial. That's great. I, I think one thing that I experienced when I did something similar in a role where I was the VP of the department um, is, is then kind of other leaders in the company starting to look at what we were doing in our team and wanting to mimic that and also um, create transparency in their own teams. And, uh, and so I think that's really interesting because I think if you set a good example um, of being that internal PR person and having transparency with the rest of the organization, it can drive transparency across the board. I don't know if you've experienced any of that yet, but I thought that was a really interesting side effect that I've seen in some of my own roles. We are absolutely seeing that here too. That's been a really nice benefit. That's cool. Um, so I wanted to ask if, you know, let's let's kind of try to bring this home for people in the audience. Uh, if a customer success leader is out there and they're listening to this podcast and they want to improve the visibility or importance of customer success within their own company, where would you recommend that they start? Um, so where would I recommend that, that somebody starts? I, 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 I would recommend they, they start where I started, which is, you know, internally kind of meet with each department um, in, in the whole company, even if you don't interact with them on a day-to-day basis, and figure out what the perception of, of your customer success team is. Maybe you'll find that there's no need for any internal PR. I, I doubt it. Um, but I, I think that's a great place to start is to try to understand how your department is perceived. Yeah, I think that is a good place to start. It's it's something that we do on every single one of our bigger projects that we work on at the Success League is really do a round of interviews with all of the key execs in the company and and figure out, you know, what what is everyone expecting from this department? There's so much variation from company to company in terms of what customer success teams do that, you know, there's there's kind of misperceptions, there's different expectations and I think you have to uncover all of that before you can really start um, crafting a message that is going to resonate with everybody. So I, I think that's a great recommendation. So um, to wrap this up, if you've ever listened to one of our podcasts, you know the next question. Uh, what do you see as the biggest trend in our field right now and why? So I do listen to the podcast. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and uh, it's funny because I, I, I've been thinking about it and I really wanted to bring like a new idea here. Um, but unfortunately, I failed. So 
That's okay. I think I'm going to say probably what many of your other guests have said or, or kind of the obvious answer is I, I really see two things is you're going to see a lot more data-driven decisions. Um, you know, this is with every company and business and organization out there, we're able to collect so much data, you know, in, in the software world, we can, we can track, you know, usage data in our software by our clients. We can track logins, you know, we know how they're interacting with our company and our software mm-hmm. and our brand and being able to leverage that data uh, to, to better serve your customers is, is getting easier and easier. And um, you should kind of make data-driven decisions with that. I don't think that's a groundbreaking answer, but I, I think uh, I think it is really important. And then the, the second one is kind of what we're talking about here: is that you're going to see customer success become more important to every organization. Uh, it's been long known, you know, that that it's easier to retain a client and go get a new one, uh, and that your current clients are your best referrals for new business and um, for for your brand and for your marketing and and the more that we can leverage kind of the data and the information that our clients are giving us, kind of the, the better company that we're going to be. Yeah, that's great. I think both of those are really solid. And it's okay that other people have said those things. I think you put it really um, succinctly and that's great. So Tim, I have so enjoyed working with you and your team this year. And I really appreciate you joining us on the podcast today. I know that our listeners have appreciated your ideas on customer success, public relations, and are going to implement some of your ideas and approaches. So thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Kristen. I really enjoyed working with you this past year as well. If uh, anyone listening would like to find me, you can find me at finalsite.com. My email address is tim.mcdonough at finalsite.com. Or the best place to find me is on Twitter at tmcdonough1973 or at LinkedIn. Great. Thank you so much. I also want to thank our sponsors, Strike Deck and the Success League. To learn more about Strike Deck, you can visit strikedeck.com or follow Strike Deck on LinkedIn or at Strike Deck on Twitter. To find out more about the Success League, please visit our website, thesuccessleague.io, and follow the Success League on LinkedIn or at TSL Customers on Twitter. To get all of the latest episodes, please subscribe to Strike Deck Radio on iTunes or SoundCloud. And finally, thanks for listening to this podcast, and we hope you'll join us next time.